in a week where Benzema won the Ballon d'Or, Newcastle crashed into the top four. We're bringing the football shirt news to your front door. This is They Think It's All Over, the football shirt show. Welcome to episode 42 of the Football Shirt Show. Joining me this week, we have a man who's handled more boxes than a removal company at number 10 Downing Street, Scott at Flying Scotty. Hey, Scott. Hello. We have a person who's publicly dissed his mother-in-law this week, Tom at the Shirt Fan. Hello. And we have a soon-to-be proud owner of a ruined Bayern Munich 4 shirt, Mike at Footy Shirts. Why you got to do me like that? <laughs> Topical, we're a football shirt show. It is topical. I may as well go straight in with that, really, am I? So what what Adrian is putting a well, I was gonna say being an asshole about is the easiest way of putting it, is for anybody who hasn't noticed, the Bayern Munich Olympia Stadion shirts that you know everybody's gone a bit mad for, they look good, uh, with their wonderful orange name sets. Well, they used it on Thursday and they didn't wear the fucking orange name set, did they? And like everybody else, I decided to buy one with that name set on. Now I'm a little bit disappointed. So the cheap emoting collection's still not got an entry in it, really, has it? For everything that I've been through for the past three seasons, trying to get a, a, one of, a shirt with his name set on, I'm not letting anybody tell me that it doesn't count. It, it does count. I'm having it. it. It'll be fine. And I'm sure when it arrives, I'll be happy. I think you're on a bit of a hiding to moting there. <sighs> Scott, does it count? Not for me, and it's a real—it's a strange decision, and it's also a shame because it was a lovely name set. So I don't know why they—they they didn't use it. But yeah, why would you sell a name set and then wear a different one? I think that's—that's that's what bothers me the most. Is like I, I looked back again just in case I missed something, and I—and I, someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I couldn't see anything anywhere that 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 stated it wouldn't be the official name set. You know, I know it was orange, and there's some orange on the shirt and so on, so there could be visibility issues, but. It was perfectly visible. And if they would have stated on there, I, I probably wouldn't even be that annoyed. I may have even still bought that name set if I would have known. But the fact I didn't know uh, winds me up a little bit, to be honest. But out of curiosity, has anybody here got any ruined shirts? Yeah, I've got a ruined shirt in the background there, thanks to Kitbag. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with that, Scott? Send, I'm going to have to send it to Gary to get it fixed. So I, Kitbag had a really good, as the, as the if you're patient, they had... um a 25%, no, 30% off, which was working on some of the new season's authentics. So I picked up the Man United home in long sleeve, and I wanted the Premier League print with Ronaldo because it was the shirt he wore when he scored his 700th club goal. And they've only gone and fucking sent it without the kick-out patch, and they've put a replica patch on an authentic shirt. So Gary's going to have to fix it for me if I can't get it returned. Ouch. 700th club goal and who knows, perhaps last club goal as well. Right, let's move on. We have got the weekly news. We've got a brilliant weekly feature with football shirts for charity, Kit Room 101 and a brilliant quiz. But on to the news. Right, first up, designer collabs. We love them and we've seen a couple this week. We have both good shirts as well. First one we're going to go to is the Japan, which is a collaboration between Adidas and Nigo. Everybody seen this? What do you think of it? Yeah, it's mad. Absolutely mad colorway. It is. It is. It's good. So 
Obviously, as we shared on the socials, it is inspired by cherry blossom as well as some traditional Japanese sweets, which I've written it down, but I don't even want to try and pronounce it. It's basically a pink rice cake with red bean paste wrapped in cherry petals, which is where you know, the... Mike, can, can you try, please? It's, we're here for entertainment as well as for news. And you always make uh, me uh, do it. Okay, uh, that, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. So, right, it is... <laughs> I can't even read my writing, which doesn't help. <laughs> Sakuramochi candy? It's not, it's not too bad, is it? No. None it's of us can than... collect you. <laughs> no. And it's better than Scott pronouncing French football teams. So, But, yeah, so basically it, it's a, a really, really nice sort of like pale pink and almost like a dark uh, green, almost like military green sort of dark um, shirt. Real, real, Really, really smart, like Raglan style. The only thing is... I've been kind of looking into it, and unless anybody can correct me, apparently it's not going to be worn in a game. It's going to be worn. Uh, what I what I read was either training or pre match. I couldn't determine which one it was in warm up games uh, for the World Cup, which is a bit of a disappointment. I really like it, and I think it's one of those things. So for for me, I won't buy it, but I think if you're a Japanese collector, it's one of those things that they'll jump right on, and I uh, so I think it's really nice. I think it all depends if it is going to be worn. If it's just a warm-up shirt or a pre-match or even none of those things, I, 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 it's, it's not a football shirt, so not really that interested in it. The colours don't really work for me either, but I understand it's not really not my bag. Yeah, £110 for a warm-up shirt is a little bit expensive, but um, but the colourway, I like the colourway, and actually it's a really good thread on AC Memento this week about the colourway. So we'll add that to the thread on the pod as well. But that wasn't the only fashion collab, was it, this week, Mike? No, it wasn't. So Monaco have dropped one too, which is a Kappa collaboration with Droll de Monsieur. That's as good as it gets for my French as well. Um, this one is difficult to describe. It's um, you need to look at the pictures to see. It's a really, really smart shirt, though. Almost reminds me of a bit of an old like golf style shirt, almost like a, an argyle type pattern on it. But it's nice. But I think the big catch with this one, because it has been worn, is the price. Did anybody catch how much this one would set you back? Was it 180 euros? Oh. In fact, it was even more. If, if, if like us, and like a lot of people do, you're going to fully name set it, patch it, badge it, and so on, you are looking at €196 Euros delivered. Now, I don't believe that even takes into account any possible import charges when it hits these shores either. No. So that is a hefty price tag for that shirt. It's yeah, over 140 though. Over 140 you're looking at the import fee plus the... There's always a handling fee that's easy going to be 50, 60 quid on a, on a, an import. And I, I like it, but w- would I spend that much on it? I, I don't believe so. Don't believe so. It, it is incredible, that shirt. But Kappa, especially in recent years, all of their shirts seem to hit CFS or sales at some point down the line. So, you know, there's no discounting that might happen with this one so i think it's one if people really like it maybe wait and see see if classic football shirts getting in which they do seem to a lot with kappa shirts yeah and a lot of french clubs have actually done really good end of season sales as well like 50 percent off and free printing on name sets and things like that so rather than uh, spending out that princely sum now you could probably wait and get a cheaper version of the shirt from the principality later in the year right let's move on to an anniversary we say an anniversary celebration shirt uh, closer to shores in bolton 
Well, they're actually calling it a centenary shirt, which can be confusing because it's not the club's centenary. It's the centenary of their FA Cup victory in 1923. So, yeah, Bolton and Macron have released the this special edition kit that's going to be worn in the FA Cup. And it's a, a throwback to that shirt that they wore in the 1923 Cup final. So they've ditched the badge and gone with that original badge. And it's a nice, simple, white-out design. Uh, all the Macron badges are all whited out. And it has a really nice lace collar. And the reason I've been given it for this segment is you can buy a box version. So they've made 1,923 um, versions of the shirt that come with the box, and they're all individually numbered. So, but yeah, it's nice and traditional. You guys had seen it? Yeah, I've seen this one. I think it, it looks really good. Didn't know it came with a box as well. I know a lot of people get excited by that, but I think it's kind of how a, if you're going to do a throwback for a, a hundred year sort of like anniversary or whatever it is, I think this is the way it should be done. It, they've absolutely smashed it. I think it looks brilliant. Yeah, completely agree. I didn't even know this was a Bolton shirt when I first saw it. I saw the picture of it and I thought it was so good and so glam looking. It was like Real Madrid or, I don't know, Zaragoza for some Spanish team. It's unbelievable and, yeah, very un-Bolton-like, I would say. Sorry, people of Bolton. If it's limited, do you know how many it's actually going to be limited to? Yeah, 1,923. But uh, only the boxed versions. The the, the non-boxed versions are just being run as normal. Oh, that's good. I like that. Yeah. And they are... They're available to buy on the Bolton website should anybody want one but uh, you better best check with the Twitter police if you're allowed to buy one and you're not a Bolton fan good cool Scott and just to save your uh, Twitter getting any abuse Bolton that was their first FA Cup win the first FA Cup final at Wembley they have gone on to win the FA Cup uh, I think four times so well done to Bolton another interesting fact about that day 126,000 people were in attendance apparently Unbelievable. Can't be verified though, can it? Uh, no, well, uh, yeah, because it would all be standing, wouldn't it? And I'm not sure how the... Yeah, this the, isn't uh, this isn't um, kit history. We stick to facts. Uh, it's only in kit history. With Mike's feature, you can make it up. They could all have been... <laughs> what the fuck? They could have all been kit aficionados in a uh, Max stood on each other's shoulders. There'll be a few disappointed fans because they're not making 126,000 box shirts either, so... Finally, we've got a story to give us all some heart. We do. And this was Brentford with a lovely QR code patch on their shirts. They were against Chelsea last week in the nil-nil draw. Um, it's a really nice idea, this, actually. It's a, it's a heart-shaped QR code in the middle of their shirts between the Umbra logo and the, the club badge. And when you scan this QR code, it links through to a two-minute video that teaches people how to learn the basics of CPR. Um, I think it's a really nice use of technology on a shirt, something that is still in its infancy, I would say. We've seen a couple of clubs kind of utilise this kind of technology on shirts, but this is a really good use of it, I think, and it's a really good cause to promote. The CPR demonstrations obviously have a a special place at Brentford as a club. It's part of their Restart a Heart campaign. Obviously, they had Christian Eriksen at the club last year, who was a a popular figure down there and sadly they lost their technical director Robert Rowan at the age of 28 due to a a cardiac a cardiomyopathy in November 2018 so it's a a very special 
a very important calls for Brentford and a nice use of QR codes on a shirt. Fully agree with that sentiment. We've seen whether it's, you know, I don't know if it's because it's the TV's more picking up on things, but certainly we've seen a lot of incidents recently, haven't we, in stadiums, whether it's fans or players. or So I think it's, yeah, it's, it's very pertinent at the moment and and uh, important that, that the message gets passed. Yeah, really nice touch that. And we will include a link to that two-minute video as well within the uh, pod thread this week as well for everybody out there who follows us on Twitter. I think it's really important to take two minutes out and to learn a lesson that could save somebody's life. There is one final bit of kit news this week. I think Shirt in the Shed uh, shared a tweet earlier. Tom, I know you picked up on it. Do you want to give everybody a quick one on this one? Because it's breaking news. Yeah, final bit of news. And thanks, Andy, for, for pointing this out to us. So uh, what he's pointed out, there was a, a team in Norway called Skied 1915. And what they did, they they took to the field in shirts bearing the number 23 on the back of their shirts, which also bore the name of all the workers who have died in Qatar in the, the manufacturing of the, the stadiums and getting that World Cup ready. So it's a way for this club to protest the World Cup being held in Qatar. And of course, the number 23 refers to the article on workers' rights in the UN's Declaration of Human Rights. So it's a pertinent and well thought out show of protest. And um, it'd be interesting to see if more clubs, countries decide to go down this route of protesting on their kits. Yeah, the time will tell. And of course, if they do, we'll report it. But that wraps up this week's Kit News. Kid history, kid history, we haven't made it up. Kid history, kid history, we read it on Wikipedia. This week we're heading over to MLS with the Philadelphia Union. So Union were founded in 2008 as the MLS 16th team and began playing in 2010. Being such a young team, there hasn't been too much in the way of change to their kit, and especially not the colours, as they've always played in navy blue and gold. These colours represent the uniform of the Continental Army, who fought against Britain in the American Revolutionary War. The team badge also contains 13 stars. That's one for each of the original 13 colonies of America, whilst the light blue detailing on their kits comes from the civic flag of Philadelphia and is also a tribute to the supporters group Sons of Ben, who basically are a supporters group who rallied around to prove that there was enough support to actually have a team in Philadelphia. My initial reaction is to now dislike them intensely because of the colours they've adopted and their anti-Britishness. <laughs> well, to be fair, they, 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 were, they were pretty much fighting off, you know, someone who wanted to colonise America. So, you know. <laughs> At least that's a kit history that you actually know why the team picked the colours for once. I, I always know. There's, there's only been a couple that there's a little bit of, <laughs> shall we say, conjecture on. I think that they're, they're all pretty certain. Wikipedia is pretty, you know, fucking good nowadays. What I will say, they have one of the best-looking stadiums I've ever seen, Philadelphia Union. If you Google it, it's incredible, the photos that come up with the, the bridge in the background. Let's move on to a really special feature with football shirts or charity. Mm-hmm. 
so this week we're absolutely delighted to be joined by Tanya and Jamie, who of course are from the Football Shirt FC. Brilliant online store that now has a physical presence and there's a charity element to it as well. Welcome to the pod, both. All right, thank thanks you. for having us. So I guess, you know, a lot of us have seen your social media, we've interacted, we've seen what's been going on over the last couple of years in ter- terms of your journey. But do you want to perhaps just fill us in on the backstory, maybe for people that aren't fully aware of what you do and why you do it? Yeah, absolutely. So Tanya and I are both in education. We work as education consultants and yeah, we set up privately a little bit uh, bad, bad timing, really, in terms of lockdown hits, just as we'd set out independently. So yeah, we suddenly couldn't get into schools to do the day job, which was a bit of a problem. But guilty pleasure has been football shirts forever. That time coincided with the, the sad passing of a very close friend of mine uh, who died of um, bowel cancer diagnosed and had sadly passed away within just nine months of diagnosis so that hit me particularly hard and um, it was a case of what can we do or what can uh, FSFC do to, to honour his name but also do something that was quite fun along the way that we would both be interested in and um, yeah Tanya had been affected by cancer in her family and friends as well. Yeah, firstly, and my dad, when um, I was only 16, actually, which inspired me to go into a career in science and hopefully find a cure for cancer. And then unfortunately, um, one of my uni friends, Caroline, passed um, at the young age of 39. So we're still like absolutely passionate about doing everything we can to find new treatments and, and raise much money and, and the profile of um, cancer awareness and screening as well. Yes, one of those things, isn't it? I think it's touched an awful lot of people. Probably most people actually out there have been affected in some way, either directly or indirectly. Um, And and only last week, obviously, we had uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Day, didn't we, on the 21st, which was a great day for everybody to to show their support and and, and donate to a great cause. But you've gone a little bit further than that in terms of honouring the memory and, and taking that charity element forward and combining it with shirts, haven't you? Yeah, we have. So we we initially sort of used the power of social media to ask for donations and people were over, overwhelming in their generosity in sending us shirts that they no longer wanted. We obviously do the, the research on those and look into their backstory and there's a little team of us that find the right price point and we put them on our website and people are purchasing them and then the proceeds from that go to the Bobby Moore Fund for Bowel Cancer and, and Cancer Research UK. But yeah, obviously what we're doing now is we've been very very fortunate in that festival place shopping center in basingstoke we we sort of pitched an idea to them in terms of us having a physical space and um, they liked the concept so they've given us a space for a three-month period from the 10th of october hopefully up until uh, christmas eve it's, yeah it's been overwhelming to be honest we've worked really hard to get the shop into a, a really nice looking state so it looks quite professional and not just the sort of little pop-up shop and we're proud of what we've achieved and people are coming in and saying all the right things and the the real beauty of what we're doing now that we're, we have a physical presence is that whilst, whilst not only are people buying shirts they're also donating shirts so that was always a little bit tricky in terms of people having to pack shirts up and send them on to us and so on which people have been amazing at doing but now we're physically here people can just literally walk in and put shirts in our hands so that that's been incredible also. One of my favourite parts of the the things you guys have been doing is that every shirt has a story. So what was the, and I know you've decorated the shop really, really nicely with a few frames and a few shirts. What was the inspiration behind that kind of backstory to every shirt has a story? 
Yeah, as Jamie mentioned, we did start Football Shirts FC in lockdown. So we were really focused on joining people together over both their clubs, but also shirts that they love for whatever reason. So um, we have every shirt has a story as a strap line, which we also send out with um, every shirt that we sell, um, really because it does mean so much to people. Um, and alongside that, we have a feature called Shirt Story Sunday, where people choose a shirt and write 100 words or so about it, don't they, Adrian? And um, really share what that means to them for the wider world and all submissions are welcome Adrian <laughs> what's yep. been absolutely fantastic about having the physical space as well as those stories so people have come into the store and seen some particularly stunning shirts which Adrian had the pleasure of having a look at the other day you know 80s shirts early 90s shirts and immediately as people are seeing them they're engaging in conversation about a particular player they can identify that shirt with or a story that they've got that that goes with it so um yeah it's lost it's been amazing that we're selling money and raising a lot of money for the bobby moore fund and and cancer research uk some of those interactions that we're having with members of the public have have been fantastic some of the stories and some of the donations and the stories behind the donations have been absolutely fantastic the store looks absolutely stunning, I've got to say. And, you know, you, you talk about the football stories, but, you know, for people who are in the kit community that are listening to that, a lot of your stories are actually on the wall in the store as well, amongst shirts. And, it, it, you know, it really does look fantastic. You mentioned donations. It's no secret you're selling an awful lot of shirts at the moment. So um, I guess you need more donations as well, don't you? If you're going to stay open till Christmas, because you were selling too many shirts at one point. Always. We had a bit of a panic last week, about halfway through the week, when it was going really well to just count up and think, are we going to be sustainable until Christmas? But actually, um, we have had a number of donations recently, which is absolutely fantastic, but we always do need more. So yeah, if anyone has got any that they are no longer loving and wish to find them a new home, then we would really welcome them. Have you had any favourite shirts come through the door? So somebody's donated one and you, and you couldn't believe what you've got your hands on. Uh, yes, absolutely. So I can name three off the top of my head immediately and they come with stories. And like you said, Adrian, actually already in the first week, um, we've had two lovely ladies in particular who have come in um, with shirts which have had a personal story attached to them. Um, one is a West Ham shirt um, that belonged to a lady's relative and she was actually really emotional with handing it over as well it meant so much and then another one who had been gifted a signed Tottenham Hotspur shirt unbelievable Gareth Bale and Peter Crouch absolutely phenomenal never thought I'd handle a shirt like that in my life (laughs) I've seen it it's incredible boxed (laughs) from the club full certificate of authenticity a lot it's um it's unbelievable how generous people have been and in providing some absolutely quality shirts it really is. I'm sat here looking across the shop now, a 1989 Ombro Chelsea shirt, which somebody's donated, you know, absolutely stunning shirt. Uh, on the wall behind me is a 1989 Liverpool candy shirt that somebody's donated, you know, and, and there's some value in those shirts, as you will well know. So once they find a new home, that's a good amount of money going into the pot for the, the charities that we're currently supporting. It's a nice little Thomas Berlin shirt as well, isn't there? That I think Scott might like the story of. That's true. Yeah, incredible story there. That's um, so Brolin, yeah, played for Leeds United and Sweden. Uh, he, well, I'm not he, sure he played for Leeds, but he was there for a while. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, 
the current manager of Alton Town Football Club or Alton Football Club as they're known now. Uh, his dad was in removals in Leeds and he moved Thomas Brolin from Leeds back to Sweden when he left Leeds United. Uh, and as part payment for that job, he gave him a, a match-worn signed Sweden shirt. And yeah, that is hanging on the wall behind us at the moment. It's just incredible. That's amazing. It's been handed from Dad down to Kevin, who's the shirt manager of Alton, and Kevin's donated it to, it to us. It was signed. Sadly, Kevin stupidly worn it and washed it, and the signature's <laughs> worn away quite a bit, but it's still a beautiful thing. I think it's, a, for me anyway, it's a, it's a great little niche kind of aspect to the market you've picked up on by including the stories and including the people that are donating the shirts. You're not just, you know, you're not just another shirt seller or another charity, it's a really, really unique. And I think um, if, any, if everybody's got the chance to pop down, I think it's, it's definitely worth a visit, not, not only to see the great shirts, but as you said, to see the display and the stories as well. It's yeah. really fantastic. Thanks, Scott, we really appreciate that. So there's been a lot of people that have come in and said, you know, wow, this is not quite what I expected. I thought it might be just you know, really cheap shirts, but it's almost a museum at the same time. So everything that's got real value we've put up high around the walls Adrian's seen and uh, it's it's got that ever so slight museum feel about it as well so and yeah people really attaching shirts to stories and some as I say some of the conversations we've had have been brilliant just people reminiscing which is fantastic and if you can hear the background noise our store is a living store and you can play table football PS4 whatever you want so apologies if you're listening to the pod with the background noise it's not the pod it's us <laughs> I was about to say I saw the table football and um, I'm glad to hear it's being used yeah there's a couple of couple of college lads getting quite robust with it at the moment <laughs> So in terms of what you've got coming up over the next um, few weeks, obviously you've got the you've got the World Cup coming up. So you, you know, I assume you can have lots of English shirts and lots of international shirts in store and online. Yeah, we've been a little bit sneaky with those. We've held those back. Obviously, it's half term next week. Uh, so we've been working really hard today, processing lots more in, uh, children's shirts. Um, the store are kindly donating as a sort of presentation display unit for all the shirts and socks and other shorts, uh, shirts we've got for, as we call them, young kitsters. And then, yeah, next Friday, we're going to release our sort of England collection, of which we've got yeah, everything we've got. Um, Wednesday, we donated a, a 96 England home shirt. So we've got everything from that sort of generation right up to the, the modern day stuff. So, yeah, again, some real beauties coming up. Listen, we can hear the stores open. We know how busy you are. I've seen how busy you are. So, you know, thank you ever so much for joining us. What I would say is, you know, on behalf of the whole kit community, just just well done. It's fantastic what you do. And knowing that, you know, when you buy a shirt from yourselves, it's all going to charity. It's just, just you know, extra wow factor, really. Donations. Anybody's got donations, obviously, we'll share share the link online um, where they can make those donations. Anybody that's anywhere near Basingstoke or Amazing Stoke, as it's now called, mm-hmm. please get down there and take a look at the store before Christmas. And if you can't get there, have a look at what's online because there's loads of great shirts on there as well for people to pick up. And we'd add to that, if you, if you are coming, then um, just please tip us off that you're coming because we'd absolutely love to meet you and engage in some of those conversations and those stories about your own passion for, for football shirts as well. So, uh, yeah, please, please let us know if you're on your way. Thanks for having us on the pod, guys, as well. Yeah, thanks, Jamie. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, guys. So what did you guys think of that? I think it's a really um, exciting and important project that they've got going on there. Yeah, I think it's good. It is important. 
I think that there's, you know, there's a lot of sellers about who are, are in it just for themselves. Obviously, what Jamie and Tanya are doing is is brilliant. It's a, a great cause. Anybody who follows me on socials know that through the the Shirt X account that I created for a little while now, I've been kind of doing the um, uh, classic football shirts affiliate link to and any money that we make. Because one thing I will say is I don't think a lot of people understand that the reason people push these affiliate links for anywhere they've got these is because they, they benefit personally from them. So basically the way it works with a classic football shirts one is you are given a link. The code, the, the discount code doesn't mean anything. All the discount code does is gets the buyer uh, a percentage off the sale what's important is the affiliate link that that you click through every new customer that clicks through that link you get 10 percent commission on that sale so as you can imagine you know classic football shirts they, they get some big purchases going through through there so that's why a lot of these guys are, are pushing and pushing and pushing and i need everybody to start pushing the shirt x one again because we we give some really good donations over to jamie and tanya over the first maybe six seven months of doing it but recently there's just so many available on twitter that i'll be honest with you everybody's using other guys now who it's not for me to say whether it's right or wrong, but a pocket in those profits rather than going to charity. But yeah, even that aside, what, what the guys are doing, the shop, it's it's amazing. I'm gutted I couldn't do the interview with them, but I'm definitely going to try and get down to the shop before, I believe they're open until Christmas Eve. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, hopefully. And, and please send donations because they're so busy. They are selling stock very fast. But yeah, they got the shop until Christmas Eve. Yeah, I think that's that's the other important thing for anybody listening I mean, we all see it again on Twitter. I see it on the shirt X sales threads. Some people are trying to sell the same shirts over and over and over and over again. If you can't sell them, don't just give them away to, to anyone. You know, don't sell them for next to nothing. Send them over to the guys at Football Shirts for Charity and let them go to a good cause. I've done it with a couple of shirts. I've got another bundle of them waiting to send off to them soon. So if anybody's got some, get them down to them because it's all going to a good cause then. Yeah, thanks, Mike. And I think, as you know, it's something that the whole community can get behind as well because we've all seen them grow and I think a lot of people out there have supported them. So so well done to uh, to Tanya and Jamie and we look forward to hearing more about the success over the coming weeks and months. Right, that wraps up the feature. We're now going to move on to a special weekly quiz and I'm fed up of coming last at quizzes. So I've decided what I'm going to do this week is I'm going to host the thing. So I'm going to turn the clock back to 1999. Mike, where were you in 1999? Oh, that's a good question. I was uh, failing miserably at sixth form, I believe. I believe I was in first year of high school. And Tom, out of nappies? <laughs> I, was, I was in primary school, stuffing my little fat face with turkey twizzlers and Fanta fruit twists and swapping panini stickers in the playground. What a link, Tom, as if you knew. So, in front of me here, I've got the full, say, say Panini, I've got the full Merlin Premier League 1999 annual. Gentlemen, Mike, Aston Villa, Scott Man United, Tom Chelsea. We're going to go round in circles in that order. You have got to name to me one player who has got in your team. So, Mike, Aston Villa, Scott Man United, Tom Chelsea. You've got to name to me one player that's got a sticker in the book, right? How many stickers per team? Well, they've got, you've got, you've got main stickers, probably I think it's about 20, I could count them up, it's probably about 18 main stickers, but there's also a page with like four breaking sort of young stars on the fringe. I'll allow those as well, a little mini stickers. So um, just quickly, so that, 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 that sticker book, that's this, that's the 99 to 2000 season, isn't it? 
Certainly is, Mike. Okay, that's okay. That's very important to know. This so, is yeah, very right. much my wheelhouse thorns. This so, is not. This is not for me. So this, this, is, this is the. Sorry, Scott. Carry on. This is ninety-nine, two thousand. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Any more like clarification on this needed? Is it ninety-nine, two thousand? So it is the nineteen ninety-nine Merlin Premier League sticker album. Mike Aston Villa. Give me one player who's got a sticker in this book. David James. David James might have a sticker in this book, but he's not playing for Aston Villa in this book. So that is a... What? Fun, fun down. Zero already? Am I, am one I life. already? No, you got one life. We'll let you keep oh, going. Okay. Just, oh. just, just, just for comedy value, if you're going to keep that one up. Uh, no, I, I, there is a... Just, just so everybody knows, the reason I've gone for that is because 99-2000, Aston Villa reached the FA Cup final in the year 2000, and David James played in that final. So that book has stitched me. But hey, let, let's carry on. Not a sore loser. Bullshit. Please hear it. Uh, Scott, let's move on. Manchester United. Gary Neville. A very young looking Gary Neville is there with a zip that works on his shirt. That's how um, how old it is. Tom, Chelsea. I'll go Ed De Hoy. Ed De Hoy is there in his full splendour. As uh, splendid as Ed ever did look. Uh, let's go back to Aston Villa and Mike. Gareth Southgate. Yep, he's England's number one, and he was uh, sticker number three for Aston Villa back in 1999. Scott, let's move on to Manchester United again. Andrew Cole. Well, Andrew Cole in 1999 was known as Andy Cole. However, we will allow that. that. Tom. I'll go Roberto Di Matteo. Yep, uh, Roberto Di Matteo was um, happily plying his trade for Chelsea. Uh, Mike, Aston Villa. Dion Dublin. The doob. I don't think he is. <laughs> what the fuck? He's not got a sticker, mate. Hang on. Are these like, uh, are they like, is this whether you put the sticker in there or is this whether it, they were part of the team? Just my little Wikipedia who played for in 1999. Like, was he even at Villa? I'm going to find out now that he like. This is, the, this is the last time you're hosting a quiz, Eddie. What do you mean? I've got a bloody book in front of me and it's not yeah. there. <laughs> The question was, have they got a sticker in the book? <gasps> no, 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 no. To be fair, no, the, the, the whole game is is the yeah, no, he he joined Villa in 98 and played until 2004. So yeah, but hey, he was so shit he did get a sticker. Right, yeah, Mike, no. I got bad I got bad news for you, because although uh, Dion Dublin was uh, you know pre-playing his trade at Aston Villa the, he did not have a sticker so just just for awareness for anybody that uh, wants to play this game at home the 1999 because we'll move on to the final in a minute but the 1999 Aston Villa squad per stickers not per registered players was Mark Bosnich Gary Charles Alan Wright Gareth Southgate Hugo Echiog Simon Grayson Ricardo Skimica Ian Taylor Mark Draper, Alan Thompson, Lee Hendry, Fabio Ferrezi, I'm surprised he didn't go for that, Stan Collymore, Paul Merson, Julian Jochum, Darius uh, Vassal, Gareth yeah. Barry, David Hughes, Lee Collins, and Darren Byfield. But uh, who, who the fuck makes this book? Who puts in Fabrizio Ferrezi, but not Dion Dublin and David Jean? I've been screwed. I've been screwed on this. The mad thing is, I thought I'll go for the, the easy, obvious ones first. <laughs> Do you feel for you a little bit? Hey, hey, you know, shit happens. You so Dion Dublin, do the next so, so Dion Dublin does have a sticker in the 1999 
Premier League Merlin album. Um, but he's sporting a beautiful Lecoq Sportif Coventry shirt. Sure. So, so there we go. There we go. Plastic Villa fan. You don't say that every day. <laughs> Scott, <laughs> let's move on to Manchester United. Dwight York. Dwight York was indeed sporting his stuff at Manchester United. And Tom Chelsea. Gianfranco Zola. Gianfranco Zola was a Hall of Famer in the sticker book, indeed. Manchester United, Scott. Teddy Sheringham. Oh, close. Yeah, no, he got there. He's got a mini sticker. I don't know why he doesn't make the main page for, with the proper <laughs> oh. players. Um, but you've, you've, you've scraped in there with a mini sticker. Yeah, because the guy that scored the equalising goal in the Champions League final doesn't deserve a sticker in the Merlin. <laughs> yeah, right. Tom, let's go back to Chelsea. It's got to be my friend and yours, Dennis Wise. Yeah, there he is. He's uh, Man United. We've got. Should we just go? You both got lives left. Should we just go shoot out? Because people are gonna get bored. I'm bored yeah, doing this. Out, so yeah. um, it's, the first one. Yeah. So it's, it's sudden death. Man United. All the gunner soldier. He's there. Tom. <laughs> I will go for Graham Lasso. Ryan Giggs. Uh, we can still say Ryan Giggs. This is obviously I, w- I would I will take him out of this uh, <laughs> this, this book subject to future court yeah. But yeah, he's there. L is for legs. L is for legs. <laughs> um, I'll go for uh, Mario Melchior. It's a brave choice, Tom. Will it pay off? Is he not there? No, it's outrageous. You got to got a buzz for a wrong answer. Didn't pick it up. Sorry, Tom. So. For your for your future reference, Tom, you've got Dan Petrescu, Ed Dehoy, Celestine Babiaro, Frank LeBuff, Marcel Desailly, Graham Lasso, Albert Ferrer, Brian Laudrup, Gustavo Poyet, Dennis Wise, Roberto Di Matteo, Eddie Newton, Gianluca Vialli, Pierre Luigi Casaragi, Toya Andre Frillo, Gianfranco Zola, Dimitri Karin, Michael Dubry, everybody's own goal expert. Jody Morris and Mark Nichols, of course. I'm so disappointed with myself. I can't. I can't tell you how disappointed I am with myself with that. So I can't. I can't believe Scott. Scott won. That's too too easy. I'm Scott. Ready? What was that? that? <laughs> Scott, something. <laughs> that was a round of applause for you. Oh, oh okay. I cut out. <laughs> oh well, yeah. The, the sweet taste of victory then. I will share those pictures to show there was no uh, cheating or anything. But there we go. That completes this week's quiz. On to Kit Room 101. I give up. An absolute disgrace. I am flabbergasted. Analyze it till the coach come home. Shocking. I am. I am disgusted with it. This week's Room 101, I'm suggesting that we that we put in the CFS... Uh, Christmas jumpers because I think they're fucking minging and not in a ironic cool way they're just shite <laughs> do you want to elaborate on it anymore I mean you've I, summed up your feelings but uh, do you want to, for those that don't know what they are do you want to perhaps just explain the concept of what these Christmas jumpers are so when did it's it's quite a recent thing isn't it Christmas jumpers in general is people go to Christmas parties and instead of dressing up nice they now buy a hideous looking jumper whether it's a reindeer or a Christmas pudding or whatever it might be but the, the point of the jumper is to be horrendous and was it last year CFS brought out three 
Ah, oh, correct me. I can only remember it was Ronaldo, Inter, Batistuta, Fiorentina, and what was the third one? Italy Baggio, was it? Italy 94? Yeah. yeah, that was it, Italy Baggio. And yeah, they were really popular. And this year they've come out with 11 designs, is it? I think it's it 15. 15, I thought. Yeah. It? A lot. Scott, it's a lot. Scott clearly hates them so much he cut off because I know I know I saw up to sixteen or seventeen yeah, before I, I cut off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so it's a it's a football inspired ugly Christmas jumper. And this year they've done puns, haven't they? They've done Christmas puns. So they have they've changed obviously it's non branded um items, so they've changed the sponsors and the badges and everything, but I just I think the thing for me is is that it's hard enough trying to find somebody to speak to about football shirts, but actual football shirts, far less showing up to a Christmas party in a jumper. Everybody in that room will be like, what the fuck is that? Nobody will get it. No, nobody. You don't literally have to arrange a Christmas kit community, Christmas meal to get everybody together so that everybody could get the irony of the fucking jumper you're wearing. I was about to defend these, but the idea of a Christmas kit community party has made me want to top myself. So <laughs> you convinced me. I'm in. They're going in the bin. I will revoke that statement if somebody can get me a, a real life story that they walked into a Christmas party and somebody came up to them and went, Oh, fucking hell, that's a really good spin on the 97, 98 Inter Milan third shirt you've got on there. Then I'll take it all back. We understand where you're coming from. Tom, you're a fan of these, though, no? I'm a fan of some of them. I'm not a fan of all of them. I think some of them are disgusting and they're hideous and shouldn't see the light of day. But I think some of them, they're just a bit of fun, aren't they? And I think, I mean, I, I won't, I'm not going to buy one because they're 40 quid and I look like a knob at the best of times, let alone wearing one of these. So, but they're just, they're just, they're just a laugh. I don't get really why people have a, get upset about them I mean no one's expecting you to buy them asking you to buy them and they're not actual football shirts there's no like IP infringement really or anything like that it's just it's just a Christmas jumper it's, it's just that like and they're they're all ugly like Scott said the idea is they're meant to be like a bit of fun novelty a little bit weird and wacky and I think these are clearly very popular what was it like an hour's queue you had to wait in to try and buy one so I just think they're they're quite good fun. I do actually like looking at them, but I just wouldn't want one. To be honest, I'm on the fe- I was on the fence with it, and this might be the first time that Scott's actually convinced me to go on his side about something because really? I, I, I I would have been undecided because I'm in, I'm in with you. They're a little bit of fun. Um, you know, we all know what shirts are supposed to look like, but you've sold it to me with that because I never even thought of it from that perspective. If I'd have bought one of those and I'd have worn it to work. I mean, what what are you wearing? What what is that? It it doesn't make sense to anybody who isn't hugely into football shirts. Now I know that that's who they're aimed at, but like you say, I mean, I don't go and sit in circles with people who collect football shirts. So I'm actually really with you, Scott. You've actually sold me on binning them all because it it doesn't make sense. A Christmas jumper is a Christmas jumper because everybody knows it's a fucking Christmas jumper. Can I say, because I think you know, mostly across the board, if going on the people I follow on Twitter and the opinions I see on on Twitter, which is where I mainly engage in the kit community, people don't like them. I don't, I don't know many people that buy them. The, the most opinions seem to be negative, but then clearly they're so bloody popular because of these queues and the, the delayed uh, release times 
So maybe these do appeal to people outside of the kit community, and that's where the target audience for these are, is people that have like a more casual interest in, in football kits, and, and that must be who's buying these, surely? I agree, Tom. I think anything that makes our beautiful little hobby bigger and higher profile is a win for the community, and I think they are a bit of fun. You, you know what? I, I, I'm, I might have got behind them a little bit more if they would have chosen a different season for the Bayern Munich one and used Santa Cruz on the back. That that might have sold me, but they just, did a weird like mold Muller mold wine sort of thing, and that just didn't appeal to me. I think we're going to uh, stay as diverse as opinion is and these in general because I think we're fifty fifty down the middle, aren't we? So we're 50-50. They're not I, going I, in. I've, I've changed my mind. Because I don't like agreeing with Scott, I'm just going to say they're not going in, so it's 3-1. Uh, there we go. There we there go. We well go. done, Mike. It's just easier that way. It feels more it's normal. Ops normal. Right, that wraps up this week's Kit Room 101, and it wraps up this week's pod. Thank you very much to everybody who's listened. We really enjoy your feedback, and thank you very much for tuning in again. Please keep sharing, liking and engaging on all the social media. And please keep remembering to submit a review if you haven't already on Spotify, because it does help us a lot to carry this on into the next year. Because if you don't start engaging and liking and sharing, we're all going to fuck off. And then you have nothing to listen to on a Monday morning, apart from some boring bullshit. We can keep that in, that's fine. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, there you go. We'll disappear behind a paywall for those who don't give us feedback. Uh right. Thank you very much. They think it's all over. Fuck off. <laughs> it is now. <laughs>